podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. serve i don't know who's in charge of it or what it is if it's like a headless monster why this is a question walking backwards, walking backwards. <laughs> something sacred i don't know the names of the creep songs Those running in circles just pop in and let play. sea of glass it's the flight in the fall i love Ozzy. <laughs> i think he's the true definition of a rock star Anybody else have any interesting stories they don't want to talk about? Hey, this is John Lane from the thriving tropics of Leechburg, Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock that Pennsylvania has to offer. What's the story this week? I'm a fucking woman, I'm fucking.
Hey, you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Right here on PARockShow.com, MegaRockRadio.net, 107.1 FM, St. Louis, Missouri, AltRockRadio.ca, um, <laughs> RootaRooRadio.com, XRPRadio.co.uk, uh, buildthescene.com with me tonight on episode number 556 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show is John the American Hilljack Lane. What's up, John? What's up, Bill? How's things going over there in the big metropolis of Apollo? Sorry, Close enough. Um, well, well, I woke up this morning to, to a bunch of two-hour delays around me and panicked thinking I was going to have a hard drive to work. It right. was, wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I shoveled myself out of here middle of last week and then froze up and had to shovel some more and then it rained today and had to shovel some more. Let's talk the Hellfire Club a little bit. Um What's that? What do you want to talk about? Well I've you, no- asked, I- you asked the questions, I'll lie to you, just like we're married. <laughs> I've noticed that you guys have played a few shows recently. Um Yes. And and I'm pretty sure that the um, restrictions in Ohio are similar to what's going on here in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania area, but they are, they are similar. Uh, we, but we were never uh, totally shut down. Uh, they just put a lot of restrictions uh, and a lot of the clubs that don't serve food aren't allowed to be open. Uh, we played uh, the Sly Fox, uh, Earlier this early earlier this year, and we just played a uh, Front Street Social Club. It's up in Berea, and it's a college town. It was a very good experience for me. It was, felt like I was going back to the beginning of things, of like when I was in Payne's Invention. We used to go out and play in Clarion. Uh, it was really odd, being that I'm you know 47, and there were probably all these kids you know 24 and 25. I was concerned when I first got there that we wouldn't go over, uh, but they really enjoyed us. Uh, it was a really good time, and I, re- I really enjoyed that club. Front Street Social Club in Berea. Uh, he's going to be booking bands there more. Uh, he's just opened up. It's a great little bar and uh, food place, and uh, he has a great green room downstairs for the bands to hang out in. I still get up on stage and just, you know, hit, let's put the gas to the floor and see what happens. We'll either offend somebody or they'll like us. <laughs> hey, let's, let's, let's take a step into Sunday services for a moment. Um, oh, rehearsals? <laughs> okay. Sunday services at Casa de Con. <laughs> so my question is, with the pandemic and less shows happening, has there been any writing going on? Uh, we've started some writing. Our biggest uh, problem with our writing is we're, we're picking – I don't know how to describe it. My, even though I put out there that I just put anything out there, I'm very picky on what I put out there and very uh, judgmental of my own performance more than anybody else's. Uh, Dave uh, come up with something that we've been working on. that's really, really, uh, really cool. Uh, it's got like a corrosion conformity kind of groove to it, but it's got like a down kind of riff. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I've got several things I've been working on 
I'm always scared to approach the band and I've got two of the best guitar players in the world that I, in my opinion, and I, I use more of the guitar for writing purposes. I do performance purposes and uh, I, I would never, I'd never want to hinder the band itself and make them play something that they of lesser what they, you know, so I, when I present, present anything, you know, where anybody else wants to take it, I always try to be that respectful because I'm, I'm not a guitar player. You know, I'm, I'm barely, I'm barely a vocalist. I'm actually a percussionist. That's why I always call myself a front man. Uh, so yeah, I've got several, several things that I've been writing and bringing back into the fold that I've had for years. But, uh, as far as us ourselves, uh, we've been trying to perfect things that we have, uh, to a better extent. We want to re-record everything now with Eric in the band. We have developed, we have rounded, we have, uh, there's different, when you add a different element to any band and there's an expansion of that person and Eric's just, you know, what he does on the drums is different than what Chuck did, not better, not for worse. It's just different. And it has brought different things for us to be able to do within the songs that we already had when he joined the band. And then to be able to write with him now, uh, I don't know how many you people from that area know, uh, Eric Matthews, uh, he was in the Spud Monsters, uh, he's been in several other national acts. He's very, he's the drummer my dad always wanted me to be. Uh, he he charts stuff out and can sit there and then play play when it's playing read, you know, sight read. Uh, and he's just, it's, he's great to work with. Then you have Damon, who is, you know, an orchestra teacher who is just, you know, he can, he can fix where we're wrong. There's always, all, 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 you know, little things, but people don't realize like when you're counting out timings and everything, uh, you can have the drums going at one timing and the guitars going at another, if you know exactly where the count and everything is. And, you know, we're just, it, that's, what's a lot of uh, complication with us is that uh, we are all musicians and we all think uh, we're always trying to, push that extra trying to, you know, how, how can we make something stand out just a little bit different, even if it's just a, you know, an odd, you know, five, four moment or, you know, or whatever. And, uh, but it's very, it's very nice to work with guys that can think outside the box and not just try to have a song, but try to have the best out of the song. And that's always, that's always our point too, is now with this lineup, it's not the best of the person, it's the best of the song, you know, cause of course all of us, can do different things, but we got to make sure it's cohesive and it comes across in a way that is pleasant for people to see and hear and not just to have material. And I think that's, that's probably where uh, the stumbling block comes with us. For me, music has always, always been one thing, but when you're playing in a band for me, it's music is, you know, that, that band's your family. Uh, I, if you don't, have, if I don't have that family comfortability and atmosphere, especially now, I don't feel comfortable working in a band. And we're all brothers, but it's more important to us to have that, that communication, that friendship. Uh, we've even, you know, gone as far as like, if this is going to, you know, if someone don't like something that we're playing, that if you, if this is going to bother you that much, I would rather us not play that. Uh, as for as many of the different influences that come into this band, we're able to respect each other's influences, but that what makes us be able to do what we do 
even with the covers, uh, even though we do them to the closest of what the songs are, we always like to add our own things and whatnot. Uh, Dave, well, Dave is great at shading. And I don't know if, how many people know what shading is, but adding little th- parts that brighten out other the other guitar players' parts. Because to us, having two guitar players, there's no sense of just playing the same thing constantly all the time. So, you know, and and then both of them are phenomenal lead players. So, you know, even when the songs don't count for harmonized solos, they can do little bits of the solos together that'll brighten them out. You know, those are things I normally don't talk about. I'm just, you know, uh, but it's it's very nice. And then you have Lee and Eric. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. No one will ever change my mind. It's not just because I was raised this way. If your bass player and your drummer, if your rhythm section is not solid, then, then, then your band's your band. not solid. <laughs> and Lee, Lee and you know Lee and Eric, they are so solid. You know it, it's unbelievable. And I'm just I'm just the beat up cherry on the top of the cake. You know <laughs> I you know I it, it makes it so much easier for me. I just have to worry about my part. I know where those guys are going to be. You know once we establish what we're doing, we work on that and we come. Yeah, you know, it's 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 in concrete. So that's why a lot of people will always give us credit for when we're on stage and everything. And it's just because we rehearse the same way we play it, play on stage with that same, you know, intensity. We come in, you know, for if, you know, we're, we're getting ready to play, you know, an hour show. We come in, we have the set, we go over the set, just like we would be playing it on that stage with that same intensity. We don't stop, you know, you know, I call it, you know, don't let the, breathe because if you give people too much time to think they're going to leave so we run three and four songs together and that's yeah we rehearse them that way you know and it makes it more of a flow uh but that that that's that's the whole thing about us is it's it's fun for us uh we're older guys we've all experienced enough that we know there's things that we could be doing more and there's things we'd like to do more and uh but at the same time when we we do work together uh, we look at it as like when you know, you were a kid and you go out in the field and you you play you you play football and stuff. If you ain't having a good time, there's no sense of doing it. And that's why whenever we play, we have a good time. And if you can't mess with the guys you're working with in a way you know that's respectful but just playful, then yeah. But when you do that, the crowd enjoys it more. And uh, I'm on easier t- I'm an easier target than those guys. But you know, I get my I get my cheap shots in too. Like I said. <laughs> Um, earlier you mentioned Damon being in an orchestra and, um, I know that you guys covered, um, the devil went down to Georgia with the electric fiddle. Oh, yeah. Um, how did, how did that come about? Did he come to you saying, Hey, let's do this. Or did you No, this is the whole thing. Charlie Daniels. Uh, my dad used to like to take me to different, like Jamboree in the Hills and, uh, Buzzaroo and these different festivals from the time I was a kid, uh, Ponderosa Park out here in Salem, Ohio and everything. And I always loved going and seeing Charlie Daniels. And, uh, when he passed away, I wanted to do in America. Cause I just thought that would be with everything that was going on with the atmosphere and whatnot. And that was my suggestion. And I sent it into the, the band group message and Damon come back with, well, I just think we should get everybody what they want. I think we should just give them the devil. And I mm-hmm. said, well, if you're willing to pull out the fiddle, I said, I'll balk. You know, I'll do whatever you want. And, uh, yeah, that was really, yeah, I'm the one. Yeah, so, uh, 
it came out way better. And then what really sucked was we were already working on it for a couple of months when uh, corn came out with theirs and Nickelback came out with theirs. I was so like, damn it. You know, but then with, I'm not trying to smoke our poles and make us sound better than anybody else. But I think our version, uh, if we could, uh, could record that and put it out there is definitely uh, more organic to what the song was. It's just metaled up and, and Damon just rips. I mean, if you watch those video, watch that videos, uh, from both of them, from uh, Rock for Life and from Liberty Bash, it, you know, I'm just standing there in awe. And I'll read out Steve Craven. Steve Craven was staying there, clear back by the uh, soundboard when we first started at Rock for Life and pushed his way up to the front and was just staring at Damon. And I was telling, because Damon's so quiet, and I've been telling Steve and different people for years, I ain't a pimple on that man's butt. He is you know, an orchestra teacher. He plays like six instruments. But he don't he don't brag or nothing. So when he when he ripped into that fiddle and just made it just scream like that electric fiddle like he did, it was unbelievable, you know. And then even uh, what Dave did with the guitar part, the, the guitar solo on the first breakdown, everything it was, it was you know. And again, and what made us able to do that is because we're all around musicians, we're all fans of different things, and uh, we we have fun, you know. You know we we you know, I I. I not trying to downplay a lot of other bands but i see a lot of other bands that i watch and they are great bands and then you go to see them and you can just see the tension on stage we had that before in this band and people sense that stuff and if you're not having fun then people aren't having fun and we like to have fun together and you know it has and i know younger guys you know look at us and you know but at the same time if you learn that early if you're you know and you enjoy what you're doing you'll get more people that will enjoy what you're doing and come to see you. And, uh, cause yeah, especially now in the atmosphere that's going on in society as a whole, people want a mental vacation. So if you're, they're coming out and they're experiencing stress in their life and everything, and they're coming out and they're feeling stress coming off of you. It's not gonna, yeah, that, that's where a lot of the conflict comes in where yeah, people are saying, you know, I don't understand why we can't get to respond to somebody else or, we're just as good as somebody else, but that's what it is. And we, and I'm personable. I talk to people and those guys are too. And that's, that's what makes the difference. It's just in my you know, opinion, I could be wrong, but yeah, it, Damon uh, really brings a lot to this band as a musician, but he also brings a lot to this band as a person. Uh, Damon has very uh, taught me more on how to be humble and, uh, how to look at myself and my place within what we're doing, not just as a musician, but as a brother. And then in my relationship with my kids and everything. And it's great to be around people like that. Dave, the same thing. Uh, Dave uh, has played with many bands is a really great guitar player, uh, but he's an, he's a great father and works, works hard to be, you know, Lee and Eric, uh, Eric has uh, you know, got his grandkids that he takes care of. I'm not trying to rat you out, Eric, for being old, but yeah, you're older than me. Uh, but yeah, you know, Eric, but Eric is, you know, it, all those guys has brought more out of me, not just as a musician, but as a person. Hey, John, and, you know, I'm going to rat you out. You have grandchildren. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. I, but I'm okay with that, you know. Hey, um, so Damon, you said he plays six instruments. Right. Have any of the other instruments he played come up as a possibility? to be used oh, I, oh of course i've always brought things up and we brought different things up with me being able to play drums i mean i play cowbell now on 12 measures yeah my dad's just so proud you know 
17 years of percussion training and I play you know, 12 measures of a cowbell, you know, and different stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with Damon, different things we discussed, I mean, you know, we discussed different things, but we also, we, we work on what we do, but I, I like us to work harder. You know, we cut, we shoot out ideas and then we don't follow through, you know, but, uh, that's yeah. life. Hey, um, Jeff, Je- Jeff Graham said, uh, is in the, uh, chat. He just said, hello, Jeff Graham, my man. Former THC, currently of Josie and the corruption. <laughs> I know exactly what you almost said there. <laughs> Josie and the old pu- Josie and the old pussy cats. <laughs> Love you guys. We had them. Uh, that was a great. We had the memory come up of playing uh, one of the last shows. This was at the sidebar where we brought Josie and those guys over and played with Unbroken Soul, and uh, Jen and Steve opened up. You know, and uh, Jeff Jeff was great in this band. Uh, it was sad to see him go with under the circumstances, and I love what he's doing with uh, Josie. You know, and I love what Josie and them. I love what Josie was doing before, but I like Josie and the Corruption better. They do L.A. Nights and some of the other stuff he was doing. That's just my opinion, and it's not because I'm singing because I know I can sing better than Josie. Way to call him out. <laughs> Hey, he messes with me when he comes. Uh, you know, so I, 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 when I when I get the chance, I gotta throw him in there. Josie, in all seriousness, Josie is one of the guys I first met when I come out here. He was in a band called Mob Scene. Uh, he's a hard worker within the scene out here, and it's it's sad that a lot of his efforts fall on deaf ears. Uh, besides us trying to work together and do what we did, you know, you know, but it's. He, he he is a he's always been a good friend to me. Hey John, let's take a short break and listen to "Do No Harm" by the Hellfire Club, and "No One" by Josie and the Corruption. Right back as I lay down the facts of how I see things to be. Right 
That was No One by Josie and the Corruption. Right before that, you heard the Hellfire Club's song, Do No Harm. With me tonight is the lead singer of that band, John, the American Hilljack Lane. It was unfortunate. Uh, Tony Malotti, that was in FMA at one time, uh, drank, this is, he drank himself to death, sadly, uh, and was homeless and everything this past fall. Uh, we got together at Josie's house, a bunch of us, and hung out and talked and even Chuck was there and we all talked and, you know, reminisced and everything because they were part of the scene when I come out here. And at that time, the scene was, you know, really going good when I, when, uh, Tony was in the, uh, FMA with us and everything. And I tried to do, I, I go by with him after that, but, uh, it's, it's, it's sad to see that's, you know, depression, uh, people that don't deal with things. Uh, I deal with that on a daily basis. And because of that, because I see people around me that haven't dealt with it. And when uh, you don't deal with your issues, they deal with you. And it's sad because Jose, uh, Josie and all of us were standing talk, around talking. He's He was my age. He's the same age, you know. And he literally just drank himself to death right behind Car- – he was found behind Karam's right down the – literally, I think it's like uh, four blocks from me, you know. And – uh. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Uh, that's the third person that has passed away that I've worked with in a band that I was really close with. Uh, Gary Biondo, that was in Payne's Invention, had a heart attack uh, the week after Dan Macko did. Uh, but he was in New York working with other bands. Then Terry Spann, unfortunately, that was in Alistair Wilde. The bass player that was with the band with him at, at that time hit him, and Terry fell and hit the curb put him in a coma for 12 days and then, you know, he passed. 
So, but it makes you look at, for me anyways, uh, I try to look at, I was blessed to have them in my life and I'm still blessed to be able to do this. But I also look at the different things each of them didn't do with their lives that I need to do with my own to not end up in that same terrible ending in some sort. You know, I, I miss, it's weird. I uh, miss all three of them. I mean, Gary and me spent six years in Payne's Invention all over the country together. Uh, Terry Spann all over the country, all over the, uh, the world together. Melody all over the country and everything, you know, and then yeah, it's, it's very, yeah, to look at and they're gone. You know, there's, there's not even a chance of, you know, just sitting around like this and just reminiscing. And, and Speak, uh, fortunately, speaking, of, rem- speaking, of, speaking of reminiscing, um, I, I want to mention that Chris Dittman is currently tuned in and watching us. Scooby. The Scoopster. <laughs> I remember when Chris Dittman was in Defiant, and they were hoping they were hosting uh, uh, the GM night out at Blondie's, and Payne's Invention come out there, and it was snowing like crazy. And uh, we did another uh, uh, Charlie Daniels song. We all stood on stage together and did uh, uh, "Long Haired Country Boy." I don't know if Scoob remembers that or not. That was one of the first times I met Scooby, you know, and, and then he got all thinned out and went into scale for a little bit and, uh, was a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, uh, the first, it, the first time I saw scale was his last time playing with scale. Really? Yep. Yeah. Why? Well, he, he, I, I, it was at rock for life. He played the first half of the set and then bones walked out and finished it. Yes. So those are guys that, you know, when you really break it down, uh, Mikey Polona said some of the best vocalists and frontmen in the area in, in whiskey high and in scale. Uh, Scott Boyd was obviously one of my first, you know, influences him and T- him and Tim Amar from, uh, uh, triple X. Tim is in, um, Helios now. Yeah. He's in Helios now. Uh, and this is not a shot at Tim. I don't talk to him. As, I haven't talked to him in years. But when I first started switching from drums to singing, I didn't think I could do it because I was too short. And then I went out and seen Triple X at uh, Metropole and realized that Tim was shorter than me. And thinking is that that guy can do it. I can do it. And uh, then we're going and watching Scott. I ripped off his Somebody Scream, which you know I, I got. I I should patent that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've, been using it, I've been using it ever since. But. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the Scoobster came in there and uh, brought them to a, a different level. And then when Bones come in there, brought them to a different level. It's just, it's so great to, you know, I, I that's for me, my, going back to that, when I first started singing, my dad told me to go check out the, the two biggest drawing bands and how their singers work and take that and combine it and try to do something this way you can jump on that wave and that's really what i did back then was go, i'd go and watch tim and i'd go watch scott and i literally would take notes i have a tablet somewhere amongst all this mess from even back then uh i used to go down to cj's clubhouse and watch uh whiskey high with uh scott and C- just, cj's was um the one in harmerville right it turned into Pirates Indianola. 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 right behind Indianola. 
Yeah. On nine ten. Yeah, I used to go down. There, I used to go down there and watch them and make and just. I, I was either sit in the back by the bar and make notes, or I'd watch go out to the car and make notes. You know, I really took it seriously because I really did not understand the aspects of the entertainment part of it. I could sing, but I couldn't front. And I know no one believes that, but yeah, I yeah. And until uh, Brent Robinson, that was in Payne's Invention, said to me, "Hey, dude, it's like football. You know, it's fourth and goal." There's 10 seconds left on the clock, and your job is just to get us into the end zone. And that one hit me. It was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just supposed to keep everything moving. Oh, you know. And sometimes I go over, you know, overboard with that by far no means. And, you know, you know, I have to rein myself back in or someone has to rein me in. But, you know, it, I, I love high energy and love entertaining. And, you know, and Scooby had that when he came in. Bones obviously have that had that when he came in, and uh, it's just carried on, you know. So yeah, I, I've always used Mikey as my barometer. Anything I'm doing, I try to talk to him and show him. Uh, I have a great respect for Mikey Pallone. He is the Jedi of my music stuff that I do. Like you're the Jedi of my broadcasting stuff. So it's yeah, great. So so much talent that's gone, you know gone through that band you know through drummers and singers and you just have the solidness of what Ekus and Plone have been from the beginning clear back in 91 you know when we were I, yeah, I was in high school so t- <laughs> talking it's about scale actually works in perfectly with me bringing up that um Rocky Lamondi is watching as well um, hey buddy <laughs> because Rocky is currently running the SOS PGH concert series. And, and that thing uh, is awesome. They, that thing is awesome. They just announced that there's going to be a season two. And um, there is going to be a metal night. Um, hey, Rocky, the Hellfire Club can always drive over, brother. The <laughs> Hellfire Club will always, anytime you guys want us, you know, we'll even break, we'll make Damon break out the fiddle, even if I got to <laughs> wrestle him around a little bit. <laughs> And uh, Eric Roger is also watching. He just popped in and told me. <laughs> hey, Eric. Dude, Eric. great job on what you did. I, I've been promoting it. Anytime I do my own little even live videos, I've been promoting you guys, even though I had the website wrong like six different times before I got it right. But trying to direct S- people to you guys. SOS2020PGH.org. Um, yes. You can purchase the song SOS2020. Or you can um, purchase subscriptions to the concert series, and all of the proceeds benefit the Neva Emergency Fund, and that money gets turned into turned over to venues and um, businesses that were that are music based that were hit hard by the pandemic. So it's an awesome cause. Um, I have sort of a little podcast going with it, where I interview the a member of each band the night before. Um, yes. and I did the website, but really those two people, Eric and, and, um, Rocky are heading the music end of things. And then the majority of what you see video and, and graphic wise is Alexis from Alexis art and design. And then you have, um, the vault recording studio. There's so many different people involved in, and you got the grass, you got the grass. The grass boy. Yep. Utah and Bob Cup are hosting. Um, but what what I mentioned I mentioned the other day on the show 
that there was big news coming from SOS PGH. And um, Eric actually messaged me and goes, what big news? <laughs> I was like, well, I guess Rocky didn't tell you yet, so it's a good thing I didn't say anything. And that big news was that season two is going to happen. <laughs> well, Rocky, if you're still watching, like I said, the Hellfire Club would be happy to come over and play, with you, play for one of those shows. But it, whether we do or not, I'm always promoting you guys because I think it's a wonderful thing. Eric, I love Royal Honey to begin with, and I really enjoyed you know, the song you wrote. Uh, so I really appreciate anybody that's making that sort of effort to bring people together, to work together, to build the scene. See how I dropped that in there? I, I did. That uh, was awesome. Because <laughs> uh, that's what it's all about, building the scene. Those guys are really hot, hot on what, what to do and what what's right to do. And uh, they've pulled great musicians in there and great bands in there. From the cheats to you know Blackridge to a Common Crown, uh, you know it, it, it. It's just great to see uh, a fruition of great talent be able to present their talent to help the clubs that helped us. That gives us a place to play, and that's what a lot of bands don't realize is these clubs are struggling through all this. A lot of them aren't even allowed to be open. And I've watched, you know, several clubs that we've even play out here. We've had seven clubs that we normally have played. You know, they're gone. They're not coming back. And and it's sad. And and we got some clubs that you know, I cannot mention that are hanging on by a shoestring. And speaking of that, and, I I was invited um, within the last couple of days and just clicked the like button today. Um, there is a Facebook page called um, Save Moon Dogs. So, yeah, and Moon Dogs, yeah, th- that that has to happen. That place can't go under. Yeah, and it's that's... been, and you no, know, and Moon Dogs has been there for. Yeah, you know, my dad played Moon Dogs back in the day. You know, I went there before I was twenty-one. You know, when my dad played, not because I was drinking, but because my father did. You know, he, he didn't give me any of the best example because you know he didn't have a babysitter, so a lot of times I just went and sat behind the drums and watched him play. That's how <laughs> I learned to play. Even though he thinks he actually taught me things, I just imitated. I don't. I can't read sight read and stuff. <laughs> you know, my son, on the other hand, has you know the upper hand with you know, what he does. But that's a whole other story. That's uh, three vultures. Yeah, check those guys out. I still watch everything they do from afar, even though me and Johnny don't communicate. But uh, I love everything they do, and I think they're a great band. I think they have better aspects. And uh, I, I, that's the whole thing is, you know, I, for me anyways, you know this from dealing with me. I know I help, you know, put in the mind of what build the scene became, you know, because I visioned that I just want to, I want people to, you know, be able to connect together and work together because it's not about egos. Uh, the music business is hard enough. You know, you shouldn't be work trying to work against each other. You should be trying to work together for a cause to build a scene and, you know, all joking aside. And when you have a scene, a scene is when, you know, it's thriving when there's people going to all kinds of shows and people are encouraging one another, you know, and trying to promote one another and trying and, to do the best. And that's for, one of one of the, the cooler aspects of what's going on with the SOS PJH thing is it's showing that the scene works together and you know, it's showing all aspects. We have yeah a venue who stood up and said, Hey, you know, this can be done from here. And then we have ten band productions come in and say, Hey, I, I'll donate my, my time and, and help do that and then you you know Alexis doing all the video and, and photography and, and artwork yeah. and, you know, and then, and then you have the bands and the people behind the scenes that are setting up, helping set up, helping tear down. Um, you know, it's 
all all of that is is volunteer based right now to yeah. so that that money can go out there and that shows that that the scene is alive and willing to to do what it takes yeah and and the whole aspect of it is, is there's a lot of people that always feel like they're being overshadowed because they aren't involved in these things well you know the cream rises the cr- rises to the top and you got you know, you know work with people and you got to communicate with people you can't just jump on something and uh I hope that people understand that that you know I know these guys a lot of these guys personally and it's not I'm not just you know kissing their rumpuses, you know but they are very see look look how PG I I'm being you're <laughs> impressed you are impressed don't lie <laughs> I, I, I I I you know but uh, anyone who's ever listened to John's podcast knows that he's doing a very good job even though he let one slip <laughs> I know one and I'm gonna beat up on myself for it but well, in all seriousness in all seriousness though you look at it and when you when you connect with people and you communicate with people and, and you, you can learn so much, you can learn off of everybody when you go and watch them and talk to them and everything. And that's what a scene is supposed to be is, you know, uh, and the, the, and the clubs are just as much a part of it as the bands are. And without one, you can't have the other. And a lot of people don't get that. And everybody thinks because you own a venue and let me tell you, it's not true that you know you can just you know crap money and it don't and when you know and when these restrictions are out there and you're not able to produce the revenue that you need to keep going there's not much options and you know and you know, I, I, for myself it would not pay for me you know I, I could do all kinds of different things and qualify for different things and different loans and whatnot but then you're just behind the curve mm-hmm. and you're trying to play catch up so when, and when you have a family and whatnot, you can't always do those type of things. And, you know, my, my venue only stays open during the summer. So it, yeah, you know, I have to be aware of, you know, what my expenditures are and, you know, how far I, how far I can go, what, what I'm willing, what I'm willing to risk. Uh, fortunate enough, knock on wood, we are going forward with everything that's going on out there this year. And uh, I, I wish the luck that, yeah, I talked to many other venue owners, uh, even outside venue owners that are, you know, trying to figure out a way that they can still do things even out here because of how the restrictions and whatnot. So it, it's, it's a scary time. Uh, and, and to if we, well, one second, Bill, if we don't support these venues and doing things like, you know, with the SOS, they aren't going to be there for an option to play. And as I mentioned, my son's band, there's younger generations coming up behind us. I'm holding the tooth, but I'm going to go as long as I can. I'll probably be in my seventies coming out, you know, with a walker. But at the same time, the younger guys, you know, they need they need their opportunities just like we did. So this us older guys with a little bit of brains, like the guys that are you know doing with the SOS and everything, us trying to keep it going is a good thing, because in the end, it's going to pay for the future, and that's 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 what's more important. You know, you know, keep the future going. Keep the options going. When you see places like the Rex Theater shutting down, you that, know, that, it, it that was a huge heart. loss. Yeah, I, I literally, and that, and as you see, I'm tearing up. I literally was like, oh my god, you know, that, I've been there so many times. I've played on that stage. I've done things, and you know, and I was happy when it went down before, and someone else bought it. Now they're right back to the same situation because of this, you know, the restrictions. It's like, oh my god, you know, that's just terrible. This is, you know, and same thing out here with several clubs. And it just, it just breaks your heart because, and you know, these people personally, at least I do, of how much they believed in their club and how much they went, they went out of their way and tried to make it a special 
place to be able to play and experience things. And now they're going to lose everything. And that's why I, you know, SOS, when I seen it, it was like, man, that, that is ingenious. That is just, that is great. And to see the people involved, not just talent wise, but like you said, they're, they're, they're donating their time. You know, it's, it's just like the people that come to play for rock for life and Gigaroo and Rocktoberfest at the Island community park, AKA the American Hill Rock Jack ranch. Yes. Drop two. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm a promoter. <laughs> But and Matt Frey does a lot of that, and me and him actually communicated a lot more this year. And we have other things that are going to be going on out there that I, I'll be soon able to announce. Uh, but when you see people that can come together for a good cause and with uh, good heart and talent, is just the icing on the cake, and that's what I like to see, in my opinion. Well, what I was going to say still still goes with what you were saying. You know, everything that goes on in the scene is interrelated. You know, if you don't have the bartenders and you don't have the wait staff and you don't have the venue owners and you don't have even the the alcohol distributors, all of that stuff is affected. The sound men, the light light companies, you know, it, it's to, yep. to to quote Elton John, it's the circle of life that's being affected here as far as the scene goes. And 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 that's the hardest thing to explain to somebody is uh yeah you know, waiting Bartending and wait staff at a bar don't make a lot of money like people think. And they're they're depending on tips and stuff a lot of times. So when you don't have it open, even if even if they're able to be open and still serve food, they're still they're not getting those tips that make the difference. You know, and there's so many there's so many aspects, inner aspects. And I've always been aware of that stuff and always try to treat people as I'd want to be treated, you know, because you know, that's why you, know, you hear me all the time, tip your bartenders, you know, and everything else, because it's it's a job it's a job but it also they go above and beyond where they don't have to if they just went by what their job description was that you know you know your your uh attending experience wouldn't be as nice as it is and there's a lot of great servers and a lot of great bartenders and a lot of great uh waitresses however you want to say it that i've got to know throughout the years that i i, you know, I see them struggling and out of work and what on doing DoorDash, hoping to God to make some, you know, make the rent. You know, it's, 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 people don't realize how deep this goes. And the entertainment field itself is very uh, fickle to begin with, you know, without all this going on. Now you add this to it. I mean, we're, we're, on, we're fortunate enough to be able to play, like you said, but uh, the Sly Fox, uh, they're, they're, we've been playing there. Uh, they've been, they're struggling and they're happy than, you know, uh, a pig and poop to have us up there and drawing the people in that we we are and uh and we're not drawing big numbers but unfortunately our people like to eat and drink so it, you know we make the money you know and that's hey. that's that's what i do for them hey john eric is requesting that you tell a little bit more about about island community park and when it's open <laughs> see here's where i get myself in trouble uh <laughs> well the island community park uh this community park is uh, is it in Islin, right in uh, Indiana, right young, here in Indiana? Yeah, young township. Young township. Yeah. See, Bill knows more, and I'm the one that pays the taxes out there. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I joke around that, that we put Islin on the map. It didn't use. You, it, didn't, it did. Didn't used to be. I, I, I've got to know the community, and all joking aside, I've got to know the community since I, I've uh, acquired the place in 2019. And 
they've all said the same thing and unfortunate enough it, it uh, literally was not on google maps when 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 no. when rock for life started <laughs> no you could you couldn't get directions you know and now yeah google maps you can you know, go right to there yep. but uh it's the it, uh 12 acre venue with the uh, immediate immediate uh, six acres right there for the actual shows uh we have a very large uh stage i think it's 36 by 42 something like that yeah uh, covered covered uh and we have the rock for life events out there uh gigaroo uh july uh rock for life august and Rocktoberfest in october uh we have some other things that are going going to be going on i can't announced yet but it is the island community park the american aka the american hilljack ranch uh nothing's been llc to change everything but we'll work on all that as time goes <laughs> on you know uh but it's more important that uh we have the nice uh area that we do there's camping uh our rock for life events are twenty dollars a person and uh that includes all those events are two days events uh the rock rock the Gigaroo and Rock for Life for both uh, two days of bands. Now, Rocktoberfest is really cool. Uh, Matt and us started doing Trick or Treat Night on Friday night, where we let the community come in and bring their kids. And we don't charge anything for that. And uh, we have face painting. We have a couple acoustic acts. And then Saturday night, we have the regular rock show. Uh, Matt and Summer uh, have really done a lot to keep things going and organize it and make it you know, go. Uh, speaking, I show up. Wait, wait. Speaking, I, speaking. I, I show up and try to stay out of trouble. Speaking of summer, what color are your socks right now? I have no socks on. <laughs> I'm in my house. Take I that, put on summer. <laughs> I, put on, I put on pants for this, and you can't even see it. You know, I put that in my underwear. Yeah. Just saying. Do you, do, you have a, do, do you have a fanny pack on? No fanny pack. Sorry. I, and my fanny pack, I think, is right over here in the suitcase, though. <laughs> yeah, I got busted for that. I got bagged on from my fanny pack <laughs> yeah. um, cool. so people that are interested in checking out the venue you can actually go to rockforlifeconcert.com and um there's quite a bit of information about the venue on that website for sure and you can go to, <laughs> you you go go to, book to facebook page. yep or facebook for you normal people but build a scene i appreciate I, I i watch what you do and i appreciate what you do what people don't realize and i think that uh i always become very uh defensive of you is how much work you actually put in and people don't realize how much work it actually takes just to do a podcast alone all you do with the websites and the things that you do to give the opportunity to share what the bands do with everybody and uh bill you really need to you know praise for that and i know you hate when i give you praise and he likes when i give him a hug even though he don't you know don't want to admit it he just don't <laughs> like the kisses he already told me he don't like the kisses but i can't I try, I try not to kiss him open mouth so he don't feel. Look, he's only, he wants to make sure to point that out. He only on kisses cheek. me on the cheek, <laughs> but only on one cheek. I don't give you the kiss of death. I don't give you on both. So what? What's coming up for the Hellfire Club? We're at the Sly Fox on the twentieth. Uh, the Sly Fox in uh, North Olmstead, Ohio. Uh, we have uh, we haven't confirmed, but we are booked for Rock for Life. I haven't confirmed with Matt on everything, but I'm. We'll be there, and there's some other stuff, and uh, we've we've been working on some new stuff. Uh, like I said, some writings. Uh, we're probably gonna bring them, bring some of them out this this summer, hopefully. You know, uh, 
lottery lottery rehearsing a lot of uh trying to expand the past our own really our own selves you know uh even though like i said it's been this lineup we really never had the chance you know until the pan pandemic hit we really never had the chance to really bond because we were coming in we we're always preparing for the next show and uh now we're getting a bond and it's really bringing more out of us as people and as a band. So, yeah. Uh, if the guy that runs the website <clears throat> would actually do something. Now, and, uh, now wait a uh, minute. Let's clear, clarify here. I I'm talking about me, not Bill. I, Bill, I, Bill, Bill I just want to say Bill, Bill's the one that messages me and tells me to do stuff. And I, I come in and I look the website at the computer. Up. We did get pictures done. White feather uh, photography. Check them out on uh, Facebook. Uh, did a great job for us. Even myself, I started uh, talking with uh, Savage Media Group. And uh, I've been doing a few things with them that I got to keep on the down low yet. <laughs> but uh, we've had some discussions on doing some other things. Uh, Savage Media Group, they're a gr great group. Uh, Bishop Savage, Tim Bishop, he's a great guy. Uh, they do a lot with Metal Mafia out here. Uh, but uh, Tim has been, well, Bishop has been trying to get me to do something with him since we played Nautica, the Honor Fighting Championships. And uh, Mike Wendell, who does uh, the Wendell Effect, and you can check that out in uh, Ohio's Finest, and you can check that out both on Facebook. He does his podcast out there. He's a great guy. Uh, he actually brought me in and started doing an interview, and just like Bill found out, he's going to have to do two parts because I talk way too much. And uh, so we're going to be doing a second part to that. But, uh, yeah, there's, it's it's nice. I, I, I Like I said, I like to surround myself with positive people. Pro, positive, real, and original people. And uh, Savage Media Group, everybody there is pro people. Last thing I want to tell everybody, remind everybody, the website is hellfiremusic.com. So, hey, John, I want to thank you for, for hanging out with me tonight. Um, I want to thank you for asking me to do this, Bill. I appreciate it. It's been a long time. Uh, anytime you want to have me on, and maybe even, you know, if you want to bring me back in for co-host and I'm putting it in there, I'll try. But love you, Bill. Uh, thank you very much. All right. So this has been episode number 556. This is usually where I say when you hear John American Hill Jack Lane's voice, you'll know it's the end of the show, except you've been hearing him all night.
This episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more of the best on-sign rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.